Season 3, Episode 12 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. Welcome in, and thanks for joining us. As always, we appreciate you listening. A uh, fun episode tonight, Jeff. We've got three good interviews. Uh, impromptu interview with Coach White there with PRCC Softball after a big win over Jones. Uh, Coach Izio, we were able to record him before their action tonight in their first round of the playoffs. And then head coach Jay Ladner now with Southern Miss. Last time we had uh, Coach Ladner on about a month ago, he was getting ready for the conference tournament with Southeastern Louisiana at that time. So we were able to circle back to Coach Ladner, congratulate him, and then hear his plans there at Southern Miss. So uh, Jeff should be a fun episode. Yep, yeah, should be. We're in season three, episode twelve. Clay, it's cl- uh, clicking right along and. Uh, we'll just get right into this roundtable. Should be should be a fun episode. Yep, we're a year old, and I believe this is our forty first episode. So uh, fun stuff. Those are the interviews and the way that they will lay out on this episode. As always, we'll do a roundtable, just kind of reset high school baseball, um, college baseball in the state. We'll touch on some of what's going on at Pearl River Community College, but the interviews will kind of take care of that. Let's look at high school baseball. Jeff, we'll start in 4A and we will only preview the South uh, State, what is remaining, the South State Championship uh, brackets for 4A, 5A, and 6A. And in 4A, that's Summerall versus West Lauderdale. These are two, which you it sounds redundant, but when you look at it, because we're going to say all of these teams are right. great, that's why they're left playing. But Summerall and West Lauderdale both have been tremendous throughout the year. Should be a really fun series with two high-quality 4A teams. Yep, some are all finishing in the top of that uh, their district, that side of the bracket. West Lauderdale putting out the Hornets uh, a, a, a couple weeks ago. So uh, these, when it gets down to this point in the season and you've got two in each division left competing for the South or each uh, class left competing, uh, competing for the South State, uh, that's high-quality ball clubs match, match that right there with Summerall and West Lauderdale. Yep, and speaking of high-quality, West Jones uh, against Pearl River Central. Pearl River Central, of course, uh, close to us uh, from where we record from, and we've had uh, Dunhurst on Hayden a couple weeks ago. Coach Walter's been right. really good with his time to us, and so we're, of course, pulling for the Blue Devils in that series. Coach Sutton, Trey Sutton, was nice enough to join us on last week's episode and had a chance to see that West Jones club against Picune in game one of that series. That was a series that West Jones swept uh, 2-0 and um, just really good. They throw two guys at you in that one-two combo of Dickerson and Riley. Their numbers, their ERAs right around two high strikeout numbers. Dickerson kid that that I was able to see uh, was really good against Picking. That's who Carrier's actually seen as we speak. Right. So uh, West Jones, a quality, quality team. Pearl River Central, a two-seed out of their own district, fought like heck to make it to this South State Championship, won yet another game three, kind of uh, Coach Walter's uh, thing right. there. He gets into a game three, and his club uh, finds a way, and they did that against West Harrison. I've uh, gotten good pitching um, from a guy that's kind of unexpected, had to come on the scene because of uh, injury to Williams, but Diebold has thrown uh, well, and Dean, their number one guy, uh, hopefully is giving them quality innings even as we speak. So anxious to see how that series turns out. Yep, you mentioned as we speak, we're recording on a Wednesday night. Some games got moved up uh, because of some uh, – 
uh, inclement weather coming through Thursday and Friday. So some games got moved up to tonight, and that is where uh, the Blue Devils and West Jones are actually playing right now in West Jones. And, you know, we had Coach Cody Stogner from Picking On last week talking about one team from that district was going to make it to the South State, talking about Picking, PRC, or North Pike. And then PRC ended up beating North Pike. Picking got put out by West Jones. But, man, a tough West Jones team. Everybody had them up there at the top in the 5A for the whole state winning it. And then no stranger PRC coming in uh, coming in when the when the getting's right and, and, and the time is hot right there for the Blue Devils. Yeah, both of those teams have made deep runs of late, so plenty of experience on the field for both. 6A, a highly touted matchup as well. St. Martin, who's been good all season long, and then Biloxi, who has been excellent. So uh, two top-tier uh, programs there in St. Martin, and then uh, Biloxi. Uh, Carey Bridges, a guy that was originally uh, played at Oak Grove, was able uh, his team was able to knock off Oak Grove in a in a very uh, tense matchup in St. Martin Oak Grove. They came out on top of that, and then Biloxi moves on, and they've been good all year. So, it should be a good representative coming out of the South 4A, 5A, and 6A, and give the South a really good. Uh, chance in the state titles coming out of these South State games. Yep, and Biloxi, no stranger to the long ball, too. They they will put it out of the park uh, just about from every position in that lineup. So, uh, good matchup. And always, always when you get to the coast, talking about Gulfport and Ocean Springs and all them teams in the sits, a good matchup with St. Martin and Biloxi. Yeah, it will be uh, cool to be able to tell you next week who will be representing the South on those classifications in the state championship series. Uh, good luck, of course, to the Pearl River Central Blue Devils against West Jones. Looking at college baseball around our fine state, uh, you will have Mississippi State and Ole Miss tie up uh, this weekend, and, and they're tied in the rankings as well, or in the conference rankings. They're tied for second in the West. They're both 15-9 and nine in conference play, sitting behind Arkansas. Arkansas sits atop the West State. 38 and 10 on the year, Ole Miss 32 and 17. So, uh, of course, that's a rival, but it's a pivotal series uh, these this weekend when they tie up. Yep, and an interesting thing talking about Ole Miss uh, last weekend, they went down to Baton Rouge and was able to get a series win against LSU in Baton Rouge, and it's been a long time. And some interesting notes from that game is the head coach for Ole Miss, his son plays for LSU. And uh, he got to watch his son hit a home run against him on his birthday, uh, you know, as he as he trotted around. So, you know, a good family atmosphere between them two, even though they were competing against each other. But always a good in-state rivalry when you can see teams Southern Miss, State, Ole Miss uh, playing. It, it's, it's good to see. Of course, Ole Miss and State play each other every year, but to have Southern thrown in there playing them teams, it's a good, it spreads the state down, a good rivalry within the state. Absolutely. And when you move and look uh, closer to us geographically and closer – uh, to our hearts, as I say each and every week. Uh, Southern Miss kind of had a tough weekend this past weekend. Florida Atlantic came in and made up some ground. They took two or three at Southern Miss, and Florida Atlantic was number two in the standings, and they're still number two, but uh, got a game off of that lead as now Southern Miss only has that one-game lead atop of Conference uh, USA with only six games remaining in the conference schedule, Jeff. Yep, and then I think they're at Rice this weekend for another three-game series in the conference. And Rice is a team that, 
you don't want to see much either in the conference or when you get into postseason play as far as tournament. A team like Rice has been there all along. And that just goes show the strength in the conference when you talk about baseball. Uh, you know, FAU and then Rice and Southern Miss and some of the you know the other teams. Marshall made a little a uh, little run into the, in and some postseason play. So uh, it's a it's a pivotal series this weekend at Rice uh, for Southern Miss with only that one game lead. Yep, a big series at Rice, and then Southern Miss will finish up at the Pete against UAB and all Southern Miss fans know is that UAB has right. ruined more things right. for Southern <laughs> Miss right. I think than any team on right. our conference schedule so I don't like that that looms right there as our uh, f- finale but maybe we can do some good work uh, this weekend right. over at Rice the number two team in Florida Atlantic has um, Texas San Antonio left and Middle Tennessee left so those is kind of a two-horse race, if you will, which may be a bad pun after uh, the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> yeah, we don't we want don't any redos or any replays or anything <laughs> like that. But uh, Southern Miss right. just needs to stay where they are, keep winning ball games, and uh, keep FAU in that rearview mirror. Yep, and, and then you were talking about the UAB, and that's been a thorn in Southern side as far as football, basketball, and baseball all around in them three sports. Uh, you like I said, want to take care of business this weekend with Rice because when you when you face a team like UAB, it, you don't you don't never know what's going to come out of that. Absolutely. And now moving, uh, we always talk Pearl River Community College on this podcast. We'll do that now. Um, they're actually having a dub herring night there tonight as they start their playoffs. One of the uh, teams around our state that moved up a. a night as they were scheduled to play on Thursday they're of course starting and they're playing as we speak you will hear from uh, coach Izio that will kind of describe that series and and what that team needs to do in playoff action but didn't want it to go by that we didn't mention you know honoring Doug Herring and uh, his contribution to Pearl River uh, to the college and I think every athletic program within 60 miles of Mr. Dub or anywhere that he's done business right. has benefited uh, from his generosity. So a tip of the cap uh, to Mr. Dub and that family and what they've done and how generous they've been uh, to athletics all around us. Yeah, and then, like I said, a special night honoring him uh, with the facility, the the new uh, baseball facility, the turf, the the stands, the suite. So uh, they call it the Dub in quotation marks. That's what the, that's what it is right there. So special night as a. Uh, the Wildcats opening up. I think they're playing East Central in a, in a best out of three. Uh, game one, as you mentioned tonight. And I think they still have game two slated for Friday. We'll have to look at the weather and see how things are going. But I think that's the way they're going. I'm not sure yet. Might be tomorrow since they're bumping everything up with weather. So, uh, just it's going on right now. So, we'll just have to uh, see where the uh, Wildcats come out at the end of this one tonight. And as we mentioned in our interviews, you'll hear uh, raw sound and raw joy from uh, Coach White, the Pearl River Community College softball coach, as they got a big win uh, just moments ago, really, over the one seed in Jones. So they set up nicely now in a winner's bracket of that tournament play. And so we hope that uh, you will enjoy uh, the interviews. We get a chance to circle back and visit with new head basketball coach Jay Ladner there with Southern Miss. So enjoy the interviews and enjoy uh, this episode. Making decisions on when and where to further your education is a big step in life. So let Pearl River Community College be the destination for you. Pearl River offers the first two years of any major and over 42 career and technical programs. 
They have three locations to better serve your educational needs. The Hancock Center at 454 Highway 90 Suite D in Waveland. The Forest County Center at 5448 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg. And the main campus located at 101 Highway 11 North in Poplarville. Pearl River Community College. Roll, river, roll. Hey folks, if you need that special sweet treat for birthdays, anniversaries, or just because, stop by and see our friends at Katie Cake and Company. They are located at 109 West Canal Street in Picayune. Let Katie Cake and Company satisfy your sweet tooth. Shh, your scale will never have to know. We're joined now by Coach Lee White, softball coach there with Pearl River Community College, and they've just upset the number one seed at Jones Eight to two, and Coach White, tremendous win! Congratulations. Yes, sir. It feels great. Uh, feels great. We told the kids the other day um, when we got in, it doesn't matter how you get in, you just get in, and everybody's over and over when this game starts. And these kids were relentless today. These kids played hard. I was watching some of it before we started uh, taping here, and y'all were actually down. Uh, two to nothing while I was watching and then got a big home run, and that must have just kind of changed the momentum of the ball game, Coach White. It did. Um, you know, when um, MG hit that shot out, you know, we got within one, and then um, we got another one, and it's like, okay, here we go, here we go. Um, I mean, you know, our kids can hit, and they showed out today. They got in the box to hit, and uh, that's two good pitchers we faced today, and um, we're just proud of our kids, how they got out here and worked, and it started – um, um, Sunday when we got those two wins to get in and at practice this week, uh, they, they've been locked in and they're ready. They're ready. Coach White, we record out of Picune, so we're partial. Tell us what Taggart and Panera have meant to your team this year. Oh, my gosh. They, they, those two kids are great. Um, they come in and uh, put in work every day and um, extra work. And, uh, you know, E.T. has just been phenomenal off the plate this year and um, they just, they're scared to hit to her. They, they tried to pitch around her earlier, and uh, she tapped one at first, and I got her on, and it worked, you know. And first at bat today, I mean, she gets a shot up the middle, you know, and um, she's just been great for us. And P, you know, she's been great, too. She gets in the ball. She hit the ball well today um, for us and made some plays out there in right field. So they, they've, been, they've been good for our program. Coach, you win the first one in a double elimination uh style tournament puts you in the winner's bracket y'all will get back after it uh tomorrow night we certainly appreciate uh this cool time after a special win thank you appreciate you guys and go Wildcats. the days of hiding your money in a mattress or burying it in the backyard are long gone our friends at bank plus can help you save for a rainy day hurry in and let their friendly staff help you with all your banking needs Stop by any of their locations today at 115 Williams Avenue and 951 Memorial Boulevard in Picayune or 105 North Main Street in Poplarville. Bank Plus is more than a name, it's a promise. If you're looking to insure a new house, car, or motorcycle, give Advantage Insurance Company a call at 601-749-8790 or go by and see Shauna Oder or any one of her friendly agents and let them go to work for you. Advantage Insurance is located at 4201 Highway 11 North in Picayune. We're certainly uh, fortunate to steal some time from assistant coach Anthony Izio before their first round playoff matchup with East Central. Regular season is wrapped up. Pearl River Community College able to go 34 and 11, 19 and 9 in conference play. And 
Uh, Coach, great regular season. And just what did you learn kind of about your club there in the regular season? Man, you know, uh, anytime you play in this league, uh, it's probably – I say this all the time. It's like the SEC of junior college. It's it's tough. It's competitive. Um, you know, and we try to prepare our guys for that day in and day out. And, you know, uh, Coach Adelon preaches that, you know, the toughest teams, not always the most talented team wins, the toughest teams usually win. And, and uh, you know, it, we had some struggles uh, – throughout the year, but I, I thought our guys responded. And, and, you know, you start to see the makeup and character uh, that you recruit throughout the recruiting process show up later on uh, down the stretch run, and, and that's what our guys did, and they responded. And, uh, you know, excited about the playoffs. Coach, you mentioned recruiting. Uh, your task here, and correct me if I'm wrong, pitching and then also recruiting uh, for this club. And so when you look at the way that you've been able to recruit you and Coach Avi, and then the numbers that y'all are putting up at the plate, um, 73 home runs through the year, batting at a 315 clip. Then you put on a pitching coach hat. How would it be to try to prepare against this team? Man, it would be tough. And, and you know, on the recruiting side of things, you know, uh, I can't say enough about my head coach. And he's not sitting next to me, so I'm going to brag about him a little bit. And, uh, you know, he just trusts me. And, and I think that's the one thing that – you know, a guy and a, and a human being all in all, in all wants is, is somebody that cares about him and trusts in him, and he trusts in my work and, and knows that, you know, he's comfortable with the players we go out and get, know that they're going to be uh, have the right makeup and character because at the end of the day, that wins, man. And, and, you know, talent's great, but if you don't have makeup and character in the tough times, you know, when you're back against the wall, uh, you tend to struggle a little bit. And I've been fortunate enough to work for that guy for three years, and, and uh, it's been a super blessing. Um, as far as pitch calling goes against this club, uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. They, uh, these guys are relentless workers. It's, it's fun to watch Coach Drew get out there every day, and he does a heck of a job with the hitters and coaching them. And, you know, uh, we're fortunate enough to have him from South Alabama, uh, which is my alma mater as well, and was a heck of a player. And he does a really good job with our defense and our offense. And they've, they have come leaps and bounds since, uh, since the beginning of the year. And, and, and I credit to that to, you know, Coach, Coach Labonte's, you know, relentless work ethic and, and our guys' work ethic. And like I said, at the end of the day, the makeup and character shows up and the, and the toughness. And, and, it's, and it's hard to be the same guy every day. And, and uh, you know, so credit that to our guys and, and, and Coach Labonte. Coach Izzio, when you look at um, the way that this club has hit the baseball, what does that do for – for pitching and for the uh, staff in particular, the confidence that they can pitch with? Oh, man, it's huge. You know, it's huge to go out there and look up in the second. You got a four spot or uh, you keep seeing a bunch of crooked numbers on the board. Uh, that's a big deal. And um, I don't care. You know, I was a pitcher, obviously, at the college level. And, and I don't care what anybody says. It's a lot easier to pitch with a big lead than, uh, than not. And, and, and our guys have been fortunate to do that. Um, you know, credit our starters, too, and our bullpen. Uh, Man, we got a lot of veteran guys in the rotation, and, and they understand the, you know, the biggest thing is, is to get our team off to a good start and hang up zeros early and, and uh, try to give us some time not to feel pressure at the plate. And, and uh, we've, we've done a good job of that so far and, and, and excited to see it carry on hopefully into the playoffs. Coach, you mentioned uh, pressure there uh, on the field. How much pressure do you think this team felt having what it had coming back off of a state title last year? You know, it's hard. Uh, I keep going back to the toughness thing. It's hard, and, you know, even on the coaching side of things, it's it's tough to to try to reemphasize and 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 regroup the the team from last year. You know, they did a really good job of winning, and 
Um, and obviously winning the state championship was awesome. But I think this sophomore group understands that, you know, we went to the regional. It was kind of a disappointment for a lot of our guys when we got there. Uh, you know, obviously we won a game there, but our guys want to get a little further this year. And, 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 and it's going to take one game at a time against East Central. Like I said, they're, they're a really good ball club. Coach Holloman does a heck of a job there. Um, you know, a lot of familiarities with Coach Avalon and Coach Holloman. So uh, the head coach said the other day, and, and, and it rings true, you know, pressure is a privilege. And, and uh, you know, we're fortunate to have that here. I know our administration and stuff has been phenomenal with Dr. Brewer and Coach Long and uh, as far as, like, you know, wanting this program to be successful. And there comes pressure with that and expectation. And, and I'll tell you, I wouldn't want to be in a foxhole with anybody else other than Coach Avalon and Coach LeBounty, uh, you know, when it comes to pressure. Like I said, you know, we preached the other day, pressure is a privilege, and, and I'm just excited to have that. So, Coach, you mentioned uh, pressure, pressure in a foxhole. Um, two guys that kind of lead your staff, sophomores and Smith and Page, some guys that have ate up some innings for y'all and given y'all a quality start. When you get into this playoff atmosphere, pitching and those innings so valuable, uh, just kind of talk about what those two guys have meant to your staff. Toughness, <laughs> leaders, uh, character. Um, man, I, I have a, a six-month-old right now, and, and uh, I would love for him to have the toughness and competitiveness that those two have. Uh, you know, Miles Smith is one of the, the biggest competitors I've ever met. Uh, Shamar Page is – you know, I've said this multiple times on radio interview with Kerry uh, Metzler after the game. Is Shamar Page is, is character and makeup and are are through the roof, and and you see that day in and day out when that dude toes the rubber. If he doesn't have his best stuff, man, he's going to compete. He's going to make the big pitch with bases loaded. Um, and same thing goes with Miles. Those dudes just want to shoulder the load, and and uh, that's huge. You know, when you got those two guys in a playoff series, and and you sprinkle in Colin Danley in there, Reed Reynolds, uh, who's been big for us, and. And uh, Jared Meggs, who's just made leaps and bounds uh, from where he was last year and, and, and trying to fill the role of Colby White, uh, which I know is hard, and, and that dude's, uh, you know, doing it really well at Mississippi State. But to see Jared Meggs uh, progress and, and become the player he is today, it's just all toughness, man, and having the right kids. So we're fortunate to have those guys. Coach, there you mentioned having the right kids. How neat has it been uh, this season to be able to, to coach and to watch your uh, brother, Austin Izio, go to work every day. And, and what a job he's done, batting 376, eight home runs, 39 RBIs, has had a great freshman uh, campaign. How special has that been for y'all? It's been special. You know, uh, my dad's at every game. And, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where you, you tend to be a little tougher on that guy. Uh, obviously, you know where he's from. You know, you know the makeup. You know the character. And, and uh, you know, he gets a little bit worse than everybody else on, on certain situations. But I'll tell you, probably my favorite moment of the year was, you know, a big robbery game against Gulf Coast. We go over there, and he had a tough defensive uh, inning. And, and uh, I had no idea that he was coming to the plate and uh, was actually leading off the inning. And, and I kind of got into him a little bit. Uh, Actually pretty good in the bottom of the dugout. Uh, it was a little loud. And, you know, he came up first pitch and hit the ball over the wall. And, and uh, you know, just to see him respond and, and be able to handle that, uh, you know, kind of that, that kind of coaching and, and toughness and, and character. And uh, it's special, man. You know, it's hard to watch that kid struggle sometimes too, though, because you know how much work he puts in. And, um, but I can't speak enough about how, how Coach LeBounty's done with him and Coach uh, Avalon's done with him. Just as far as the way they coach him, I try to stay as uh, far away from that situation as possible sometimes. Um, but, man, I, I can't credit, um, you know, our head coach and our hitting coach 
for the success he's had any more than, than what they've done with him. And how they made him handle certain situations has been, been, been awesome and been uh, really cool to see. Yeah, neat, neat story there. And uh, you actually mentioned um, one of the kids that you coached and, and he's having great success over at Mississippi State. And then the Nightingale kid and the way he's pitching for your alma mater. How neat is it? I see you on social media and the way that you interact. How cool is it to see some of those guys go on to have the success that they're having? Man, I get chill bumps when you said that. Uh, man, you know, you in the recruiting process, you get to know these kids for two, three years, and then you coach them for two, two years, and uh, you know, you, you you develop that bond, you develop that relationship, and and uh, you know, the things you go through, the tough times, the good times, and then to see those guys get to the next level and be a difference maker for their club, and and. Uh, you know, that's what you want. You know, it's like at the end of the day, I, I have, like I said, I have a six-month-old who I want nothing more uh, to be a great person and a great kid. And, um, you know, when you see those guys be able to do those kind of things and, and represent your program and, and, and text you and, and tell you that how much they appreciate you and, and, and that most importantly that they love you, um, you know, it's – there's nothing more satisfying than that as a coach. And I know I speak for myself and Coach Avalon. It's, it's, it's been special to get to see those guys – uh, you know, go out and live their dream because at the end of the day, that's why kids go to junior college to get that dream opportunity and, and be successful. And those guys are doing it. And, and uh, I hope to have plenty more players like that. Coach, when, uh, let's go back in and look at what we're about to uh, face as we're on the eve of y'all's first round series once again with East Central, a team you split with earlier in the year. When you look at the regular season and moving forward, what are uh, just name one of each, if you would, something that you know, you need to continue to do just like you did in the regular season, and maybe one thing that y'all need to do a notch better to continue playing. I think uh, you know, starting pitching is obviously a big thing, and 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 I have no problems with uh, with bearing that and shoveling that load. Is is getting our arms ready to go and having to prepare for what we're going to face as far as the lineup goes, because uh, East Central scrappy man and they get it done. And like I said, they're well coached, and and, and hats off to Coach Holloman, uh, you know, for that. And, uh, I don't want to put it on one thing. Like I said, obviously starting pitching is a big thing for us. Um, but, man, the one thing I think we need to do a little bit more continuing forward like we did against Northwest was coming up with a big hit, coming up with a big pitch in big situations. You know, in the playoff series, man, it, it doesn't matter if bases are loaded with two outs or, or as far as pitching goes, you got to make the big pitch to get out of the inning. Um, as far as hitting goes, you got to get the big hit to, with, the, with the two outs to continue the season. And, and uh I think that's the one thing we've been we've been preaching a little bit more this this week in the past two weeks is, you know, don't be scared to come up there and, and have the big play, make the big hit, make the big pitch, um, you know, because it, it it'll continue our success moving forward. So I think that's one thing. Uh, if I had to pick one that we need to focus on a little bit more and, and do a little bit better job of. Coach, thank you so much for this time. Man, I appreciate you. Uh, always a pleasure having y'all. Thank you. Mugshots Grill and Bar is a proud sponsor of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Mugshots is a place with great food, good drinks, a sporty atmosphere, and prices that keep the customers coming back for more. Visit one of their 17 locations throughout Mississippi, Louisiana, and Alabama. Mugshots Grill and Bar, every sports fan's destination. We're grateful tonight to be joined by the new head basketball coach at Southern Miss, Coach Jay Ladner. And Coach, how does that sound, man? <laughs> hey, you're, you're talking my language, Clay. I, I couldn't be more excited. I, I, I wake up and, and pinch myself every morning. Uh, it's just a, it's a great blessing. It's a dream come true. It really is to be able to 
uh, not just come home, obviously, a, a portion. I'm from Picayune, as you probably know, and grew up. Uh, my dad was the coach there at Picayune from 60 to 71. We moved to Hattiesburg uh, when I was when I was about five years old. And uh, so I did, you know, most of my uh, – from first through 12th grade there at Oak Grove High School in Hattiesburg, and then obviously had an opportunity to play at Southern myself. And I, for me to come, come home, to not just to Hattiesburg, but with – South Mississippi, I, I wouldn't choose any other place. And I say this and and have told people forever, I, I think South Mississippi is the greatest place on earth. We've got the greatest food. We've got the, the best people, good people. And uh, for me to be able to come home and, and coach basketball here and represent those people is just it's, it's, it's simply a, a dream come true, and I'm, I'm very blessed. Coach, uh, Southern Miss fans are certainly glad to have uh, you there. Would you, Coach, just walk us through uh, when you were on about a month ago? We kind of got into this, but winning at the high school level, the junior college level, then at Division One level over at Southeastern, how have these stops along the way in your journey uh, prepared you for this opportunity at Southern Miss? You know, you know, Clay, that's, a, uh, I think, a really insightful question. And, and you know, that, that same exact question they asked me, uh, in the interview process, uh, which happened in a very brief, brief amount of time. But, uh, you know, and I, the, my answer for that was I, I felt like that I had been preparing. I've, I've been a, a basketball coach for 28 years, and I told him, I said, I have prepared for this day for 28 years. And, and what I meant by that was not saying that arrogantly or even having any idea that was going to happen, but every experience, every player uh, that, that I was fortunate to coach, every coach that I coached with, people that I work for, um, uh, supporters, uh, people that worked in our concession, everybody has had such a, a, a impact uh, on my preparation for this job. And in coaching in high school, you, you know, I've coached at every level. I, I have a very odd uh, journey into Division One, and especially at Division One at this level. And, I, you know, as a high school basketball coach for 21 years, a junior college coach, what me, me, most, a lot of people would consider, although I never used that term at Southeastern, a low Division One coach, and and now coming into Division One, uh, uh, certainly a bit mid to high major level at Southern Miss, you know, every stop, uh, Clay has prepared me in a different way. Every every one of them, coaching in high school, you learn how to do everything. <laughs> you know, you you not only do you learn how to coach different ways every year because you have different type of talent each year uh but you, you learn how to do so many other things just just everything associated with the program in junior college it got a little more collegiate but it was almost you know it's just it, it's a, a step up from high school and then at southeastern it was a, another small step up from from junior college uh and then and then now you know i mean it, it's it's just every bit of it has has absolutely going back from my very first teams have helped prepare me for this this opportunity that I have now and I'm so thankful to everyone that that's played a role and they have all played a role in it I, I say that with the greatest I'm very humbled by saying that and, and very humbled for all the people that I've had a chance to work with and be able to coach coach it's obvious in the press conference and the interviews you've done since that you're grateful uh, for the opportunity that's just how you answered that question uh, but 
even when you're interviewing for a job, you're kind of also interviewing uh, your potential employer. What about Southern Miss? We know the background there, but what about the new athletic director and Jeremy McLean stood out to you uh, through, through the process? And kind of tell Southern Miss fans that uh, don't know him as well as he's just new on the job like you are, uh, what we can expect from Jeremy. Well, I'll say this. It is, it, it's an incredibly incredible exciting time to be at southern miss and the fact uh, a lot of it has to do with him jeremy mcclain was actually here when bill mcgill he was an assistant athletic director when bill mcgillis was the athletic director i i couldn't have been more impressed with him his vision of where he wants the athletic program but you're talking about a young energetic a rising star my concern clay in uh, being a Southern Miss guy, uh, tried and true, my concern with Jeremy McLean is he's he's such a, a rising star in in, in the athletic uh, administration business and that athletic administration field that I worry about you know some of the deeper pockets getting in there mm-hmm. after a few years and grabbing him. That's how impressive he is. He he he's 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 got a vision. He's an extremely intelligent. He 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 uh, he has that it factor that's hard to you know you you, you know, it's the old saying you can't really explain what it is but but he's got it he's he's got that and it's uh, very impressive he's dynamic like I said intelligent well spoken articulate all of those things wrapped in one a former athlete himself he was an outstanding baseball player from Holcomb Mississippi which is way up there in in, in mm-hmm. North Mississippi. And uh, played baseball was was one of the all time greats there at Delta State. So he's kind of got he's kind of prepared for this time in his life and his career too. You mentioned uh, about myself and my coaching experience, but he's been doing the same thing and um, had already made an incredible impact at Troy and, and Southern Miss realized wanting to make a I think a a recommitment to bringing Southern Miss athletics back. I thought they made a great move by doing whatever they had to do to hire him and lure him back from Troy State after he left uh, when he, to become the head at the, you know or to come, become the athletic director over there after being an assistant here. So uh, I think if you haven't had an opportunity to meet him, you certainly will. He he just got on the job. To be honest with you, he was he hired. I was the, the part of the hiring process. He was still the athletic director at Troy as he was doing that he just started last wednesday was his first day on the job um uh at at usm so uh y'all will see a lot of him again a dynamic leader uh energetic it just i can't say obviously i'm indebted to him and i'm i'm loyal uh he he gave me an opportunity to coach at my alma mater Mm -hmm. but by the same token being very objective he is he is a superstar and and we've got one of the best in the country. There's no doubt that about that. And you you're you're going to see that leadership very quickly evolve in in uh, uh, the success I think of the different athletic programs. Once again, we're visiting with the new men's basketball coach at the University of Southern Mississippi, uh, Coach Jay Ladner. And Coach, uh, talk about your days. Uh, right after the the press conference or, or making the announcement that you were going to be the new uh, men's basketball coach at USM, the press conference going in and and about and I'm sure you did, but about meeting with the team, the returning team, some of the guys coming back uh, to this team, about uh, the atmosphere or the or the or the 
the, the talks that was going on with them about what to look forward to this coming up basketball season? Okay, well, first of all, the, the day, the minute, Clay, that, uh, you know, back up to the, to the uh, uh, day that we interviewed, we, we went down, the interviews were held at the Ritz-Carlton, which, which, Oh, poor boy like me from Ritz <laughs> County. I've never been in Ritz County. <laughs> I've ridden, hey, I don't know about y'all, but I've ridden by there a couple of times, but uh-huh. I, I never, I never been staying in Ritz <laughs> and, uh, and, and this, this is a true story. And, and so I, I go in there for the interview, and I got there. You know, I wanted to be early. I, you know, I had my shoes shined. I wanted to put, the, you know, uh, uh, put my best foot forward, you know. And I, so I went in there, and, and, and to be honest with you, this is absolute truth. The bathrooms in there were so nice, uh, and, and you had to kind of wait down there in the lobby, you know, for them to bring you up to the room to, to interview. And there were three other coaches, not not all there at the same time, obviously, but there were there were a total of four of us that were interviewing. And uh, but anyway, so I got there a little bit early, and I said, "Well, I'll just go to the bathroom, make sure my ties on straight." And the the bathrooms were so nice, I actually just kind of hung out in the bathroom until they called me up. To go there and listen, I was impressed. I I could have lived in that bathroom. Not bathroom is probably nice than some of the place I have lived in. So anyway, it was a that was a very impressive thing in itself. But uh, uh, then then as I uh, left the, the 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 second day of interviews, they obviously called me back as one of the finalists. And uh, Dr. Bennett had an opportunity to meet with the president that second day. And as I was going back, uh, and folks in in Peking would understand where this was. And that are listening, that are from South Mississippi and Louisiana. The Bonacal was on the Bonacary mm-hmm. Spillway, which is not that far from downtown. Headed over to I-55 to head right back up to Hammond. And as I was uh, exiting the Bonacary and getting on uh, Highway 55, is when uh, Jeremy McLean called mm-hmm. and they offered me the job. But I was under strict <laughs> radio silence, so to speak, and to not say anything because they wanted to make sure the other candidates were informed and people you know they, they were right. doing things the professional way so uh so they said just you just cannot say a word to anybody so my phone was just absolutely just blowing up people wanting to know how it went had i heard anything <laughs> and i couldn't say anything and i'm i'm excited and i want to tell them but i'm you know my boss said don't so i didn't and anyway uh and then they they wanted us to come to had jennifer and i my wife to go to hattiesburg as soon as we got uh, to Hammond, packed some clothes up, and they wanted us to meet with the team the night before the press conference. So that was that Wednesday night. Literally, the word got out, and, and uh, Jennifer, my phone, was, she said it sounded like a, a, a slot <laughs> machine in a casino. <laughs> bing, 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 going off, which was exciting. And it literally did that from Hammond to Hattiesburg. and really never stopped for about two or three days. Uh, of doing that and then obviously I met I actually met with the team that night and uh and and and, and it very simple uh, you know I, I, we told we told them that you know gave them a little bit of my background and then I had played at Southern Miss and how how special and how much that meant to me and 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 that there was a lot there was a, in my eyes a lot more responsibility in, in on, on my back to because I wanted to, these these people, I'm going to have to answer to the clay sweeps of the world because, you know, I'm home and, and I'm surrounded by people that, that I certainly know most and most of the folks and, and they're going to have an expectation for us to, to be successful in, in our own right. So uh, anyway, 
talked to the team about our tradition and about our goal, and I have said the same exact thing when I took over St. Stanislaus, Jones County, Southeastern. Our goal is, is to win the national championship in men's basketball. And I don't say that. I'm not embarrassed to say that. I know we've never won the Division One national championship. I understand that. But I said the same thing at Jones. St. Stanislaus had not won this, uh, had even been to the state tournament in Jackson since 1944, mm-hmm. that when we took over. And uh, you talked to, you know, we've got a mutual friend in Brian Sixteen, and I hope Brian's listening to this. Brian was on that first team exactly 50 years later mm-hmm. that went to the state tournament in Jackson. We didn't win it that first year, but we eventually made it several times up there and, and won a state championship. And they had not even, they'd never won at Jones County, had never been to the national tournament. Uh, even to the national tournament, had only been to the regionals a few times in their history. In their second year, we were fortunate to go to the national tournament, not only go to the national tournament for the first time, we went and won it. And then at Southeastern, we, 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 I thought we were accomplishing, you know, on our way to accomplishing some great things there. It was just a rebuilding situation, and we won the conference championship there in our, our, our fourth year, which had not, they had only won one the entire history of the program. And so, and I say the same thing at USM. What we have at USM, and I told the players, we've got a lot to sell here. We actually, the, the, the tradition has been a little bit checkered, but we have a tradition. You have a tradition. We've been to the NCAA tournament, and we certainly in our T championship team. And, uh, you know, so it can be done. And, and, uh, and, and, I, and I happen to be a participant when you could not get a, get a mm-hmm. seat, and there were people uh, – uh, camped outside the arena, students camped outside to get tickets, the student tickets, and people standing in line. It's an exciting, not just once, that was not the that was not the exception, that was the rule. So I talked to them a little bit about that and trying to pique their interest and, and tell them that what my vision was for our program. And, and, and to be honest with you, they were very receptive. I, I couldn't, we've only had a chance to practice due to NCAA rules uh, four hours uh, so we had four one-hour practices from that point until today. Obviously, they're in final exams this week, and that that you can't have practice off-season during final exams. So it's it was that that's what I talked to our team about. And then I will say this: the, the tremendous amount of support, play, the well wishes, and, and I'm not exaggerating this. Well over well over a thousand text messages and emails and things like that, and I made a personal commitment to it, and I'm still doing it every morning. I get up about 6.30 and start uh, start responding personally to all these different text messages and, and so forth. And I hadn't even gotten done. I haven't, I haven't even completed them yet, but uh, but but I, I knock out a few every single day, and I made a commitment to personally respond to all those people. But uh, it has been exciting. If all the people that have reached out to us, uh, that are, are excited again about USM basketball. If they will follow through, like they've said, we're going to sell about twenty thousand seats. Amen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> everybody, everybody said, "Now you know how that goes." Uh-huh. I'm going to hold some of the. I think I'm going to keep all those tickets. <laughs> hey, I'm going to buy some yeah. tickets, and I'm I, when coming season. You know, oh, I know. Look, I forgot my checkbook. You know how that goes. Uh-huh. And, uh, but anyway, we're going to hold them to it. But it, it's been an exciting two weeks. Our players have been very receptive. Our recruiting is exciting. Uh, you know, a lot of our recruiting now, Clays, are really starting to focus on next year because, unfortunately, uh, you know, recruiting is about building relationships. We didn't have that uh, ability to do that this year. Or in fact, didn't even get hired until after the signing day's over with. But 
but it, it, it's it's amazing the uh, uh, I don't want to say respect maybe the maybe one word maybe maybe a little bit too strong but we're certainly able to get into some really high level uh, living rooms that sometimes when I was at Southeast Louisiana we just didn't kind of have you know maybe didn't have enough traction to get in and that's exciting uh, to be able to uh, as we move forward to to put some some really talented players I think. Uh, can can get, we have enough juice to get them to Hattiesburg? We really do. I, I, and I say we. What I mean is the university. The, uh, the what's happened at the university. The facilities are are, are really taking off. We just had a, a the, the Hattiesburg passed a bond issue last week to help renovate the Coliseum. That's going to raise anywhere between seven and ten million dollars before it's all over with, which helps upgrade our facility, which will help in recruiting. And the university itself is just incredible. A huge huge improvement. Since, since I graduated in 88. So it's an exciting time to be a Golden Eagle. Absolutely, Coach. And one more question, Coach. Uh, you've, okay. As you've talked there and answered that, you've marked off the tax vote off my list and recruiting. But one I wanted to hit on before we let you go, Coach, is uh, the staff, the guys that you've been able to um, hire since you've been there and, yep. and what you're kind of building there staff-wise. Yep. All right. Well, good, good, another good question. Um, anybody that, that followed us at southeastern Louisiana would be very familiar with Kyle Rohn. Kyle Rohn is actually a Hattiesburg guy, too. Uh, he, he is a, he's a Southern Miss guy. This is actually the third staff that he's actually been on uh, as well at Southern Miss. He, he is a Southern Miss guy, tried and true. And, and the coach has been with me uh, at, down at, at southeastern. Uh, for five years, I'm not. He is so integral to our success, and in my opinion, one of one of the top assistants in Division One, and certainly a future head coach at Division One level very soon. Um, and had an opportunity, to be honest with you, to stay at Southeastern Louisiana as the head coach, and 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 uh, uh, decline that, which is very odd for mm-hmm. an assistant to do that, but decline that. Uh, to be able to come home to Hattiesburg, so I thought that was pretty special and pretty unique, you know. And he he, he put put our program and what we're wanting to do and the opportunity, I guess, to to stay with me uh, over his own personal, uh, you know, uh, accomplishments, so to speak, because he could have he was offered the head job there at, at Southeastern. The uh, so we're excited to have him. I've I've also brought Colin Wilson, who is my director of basketball operations, and anybody that understands. Uh, this is my third interview today, uh, uh, as well as all the different things that's going on with us trying to get our program in place. Uh, but but he helps keep all that straight. And the business side of basketball is what a director of basketball operations do. They they handle all the travel, all the all the media requests, and those types of things. So those are the two guys that have hired. We've got two spots that the we immediately began recruiting due to the NCAA calendar. Uh, it was happening as we were getting hired. We jumped on the road the very following day and really had any time a job comes open at Division One, it's incredible how much interest there is uh, in in guys that wanted to get on your staff. As, as, as other, I, I was talking with Coach Tim Floyd, uh, who used to be with the New Orleans Hornets and USC and the Bulls, everybody knows, and, and, and Coach Floyd is a Southern Miss guy. And he was calling me. He said, Jay, anybody you've ever talked to in your whole life is about to call you about a job. And, and it's, it's certainly the truth. So we've got it. We've got an incredible pool of candidates. And let me go back to the calendar. So the day, the day we got the job, 
we were immediately on the road, and we were already in the middle of a recruiting period, which was going to be last Thursday was the last day that we could get off campus again until um, until August to evaluate players. So we didn't have a lot of time to there, – there were more than two guys that I was interested in. I certainly would have brought David Kiefer with me, who was also instrumental in our success at Southeastern. He became the head coach at Southeastern, which we're really excited about. And so, therefore, we 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 had to kind of get to this point of of finals week, and now we'll have about a three week break. Now I will focus on hiring my two remaining staff members. Um, and and again, the first thing that we certainly and one of the higher profile guys will be Clarence Weatherspoon, who who came in the year I was leaving in '88. Spoon, who, who's the most decorated player in U.S. history, he was in the process of leaving. He and I are great friends, and we're scheduled to meet early next week. He's the first one, of, of certainly not on my original my staff that was at Southeastern, uh, the, the, the first non-Southeastern coach that we're going to interview. So that's going to happen next week. We hope to have everything in play. We, we certainly will have those two guys hired uh, by the time that we come back to school on June the 3rd for our summer school, which is an exciting time for me because that's the first time we're going to have our entire squad there. So uh, I've got uh, narrowed our list down, at least in my mind, uh, to about to about eight candidates for those two jobs. We're going to interview those guys over the course of the next two weeks and, and hope to have, by not by next Friday, but by the following Friday, we'll have those guys uh, hired. And so... Spoon, but I, I can tell you, even besides Spoon, we've got an incredible list of talented uh, Division One experienced coaches, some Mississippi high school, junior college coaches, but also coaches from throughout our region. I think that are great fits for Southern Miss. I, I, I couldn't be more excited about the talent of the assistant coaches that are wanting to be on our staff. So I'll have some. I, I'd love to come back on play in a couple of weeks when those become public and maybe talk about our staff a little bit more if you'll have me back on. Absolutely, Coach. And we certainly, we know it's been a whirlwind and that you've got plenty on your plate. So we are appreciative of your time, Coach. Thank you for joining us again. Absolutely, Clay. I, I love being on y'all's show. Y'all do a great job. And, and again, anytime that y'all have me, I'm honored to be on. Thank you, Coach. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come.